0: Hello and welcome back to What The Frick Podcast. Today I am joined again
1: by a fan favorite, Drea. Hello everyone. Here we are again in a different room than we were last time. <laughs> a very
0: different room. We're in Drea's apartment this time. Yeah. But it is now 2023, so I wanted to bring Drea back on the podcast. She had some great stories and great insight from last <laughs> time, so... We're just gonna catch up with Drea today and see what she's been up to so I know the first time we had you on you had sort of just moved back yeah to Arizona from Oregon so now you've been here for a couple of months yeah. since you moved back so are you feeling more stable more secure here now um, like you've kind of gotten back into life or how are you feeling
1: it's been nice to be back and like start my life kind of again I feel like I was in a little bit of a limbo for a while so now I feel a lot more confident about you know where my life is going so yeah
0: okay so on my drive over here to your apartment I was actually thinking about how not how we met necessarily but how we bonded which was over our traumas of both being broken up with by the guy that we were seeing And I remember you telling me, because it happened to you first. Yeah. Three weeks before it happened to me. Yeah. And I remember you telling me, like, healing is not linear. Yeah. Because I was like, well, when is this going to go away? Yeah. Like, you seemed like you were doing a lot better. And obviously, you had had it done to you before me. Yeah. But I was just kind of like, how is this ever going to work? And here I am. (laughs) (laughs) Seven months past this break up and I was still kind of like almost missing him in a way but it's interesting because when it first happened I was so sad and confused and now I can look back and I'm not sad anymore still slightly confused but it's a weird like feeling of longing because I haven't met somebody else since that's like sort of taken away that hurt feeling and everyone was always like oh you'll get over him in like a few months or a few weeks and it's like it's been seven months and I'm still not like a hundred percent completely over him and I kind of realized that I don't think I will be until I meet someone else that like supersedes him or at least meets what he gave me and I know you've kind of been talking to someone new and do you feel like that's helped you with what happened to you seven months ago
1: um Yeah, I think, obviously, I've had, like, little flings here and there between um, me and this guy meeting, but I think that I kind of realized, maybe, like, month five, like, when I moved back here, that the moment I spent with um, him was great, and I learned a lot about what I want in a person and what I feel as important to me. Um, I don't necessarily miss him. I think, you know, I wish the best for him. But I think, yeah, I think maybe having someone there to kind of replace him in a way has helped. But also, I think I was very much moved on from the situation to the point where I'm like, I, I honestly, when I did meet the guy that I'm talking to right now, I had kind of made a promise with myself which, I don't know yeah <laughs> I had made a promise with myself I'm like okay like no dating apps no dating just like me focusing on my job focusing on like what I need to do to um you know become a better therapist become a better uh, professional and then kind of like when I wasn't looking or it just popped in yeah that's how it Unexpectedly. goes <laughs> yeah. Um so yeah, I think there it's a mixture. I think yes. Um it does help, you know. You you get excited about those little things again. You know, like getting to know each other is very exciting. But also at the same time, I think I, w- I wouldn't say I'm necessarily healed completely, but I had definitely been moved on prior to to I don't know. To him? Yeah. Yeah. I know part of me feels very like
0: I don't want to say pathetic because it's like not pathetic but I'm Mm -hmm. like how is it we only were together for three three and a half months I'm like how has it been seven months (laughs) and I'm still like it's not like an everyday thought but it's like when I like watch romance movies or like I see other people and like my friends and relationships I'm just kind of like oh like it'd be cool if he was still in my life but then I remember like well I don't want him in my life because he obviously you know hurt me and mess things up but I'm just kind of waiting for that next person to like open my eyes like he had done because
1: before him it had been like two years since someone had done that again I think it just takes time and honestly with your guy that broke up with you he when I think about the whole situation I'm like he doesn't deserve to have someone who will you know be supportive or be that person for him and you know I hope you find some some girl but like obviously you there's certain levels like he's at this level right here and this is the only level he's ever going to be able to give hmm. and there are some girls who are also at this level that you know that's all they want or that's all they can give so they work out you are right here you want a certain level of, you know, compassion or, um, loyalty or whatever, but he's down here. So no matter if he was with you for, you know, two months or five years, like there's going to be a discrepancy between what you need and what he's willing to give. And I think that's one of the things that I've had to, um, in my past relationships, kind of, you know, it's a, it's a tough pill to swallow because you want that person to be your everything. You want that person to want the same things as you and give the amount, the same amount that you give in a relationship. But there's only so much that someone can give you. And you want what you want. And I don't think it's a bad thing to want a certain degree of, uh, you know, characteristics in a relationship. So I definitely think that regardless if you would have lasted, you know, five more months or yeah. two years after that I don't think it necessarily means that it was right for you right yeah
0: my mom kept saying because I would call her like twice a day and be like I'm, I'm still sad, sad. <laughs> yeah. I do that's my mom too and she'd be like well one you need to get over it and I'm like okay that's terrible advice yeah and then she was like were you in love with this guy like and I was like No I wasn't in love with him I was in love with the potential of him Mm -hmm. because he showed me what life could look like if we had continued you know moving forward down that path and I think that's the problem is like so many girls in these like situationships get like a side of a guy that's like this perfect version of them and then they like fall for That potential. And then as soon as they start seeing like the other side of them, that's like the hurtful negative side, it's hard to like differentiate those sides and stick with the, well, he's not good for me side versus the, but he did this for me side. And that's still something I'm still like slowly picking apart. Yeah.
1: Well, you have to, I've been learning more and more that you have to just, people will show you exactly who they are when you meet them. It's a matter of if you're willing to listen and look. For those things and I'm not necessarily saying like oh you have to overanalyze every little thing that they do or every little you know nitpicky thing but I think you know people are going to show you who they are within the first three months of being around and we were just talking about like the three month curse or like the three month like you know period where you kind of just decide okay like you've known each other for three months that's you know plenty of time to kind of Distinguish, okay, is this someone that I can see myself moving forward with, or is this someone that I could live without? Right. Um, and some people come to that conclusion faster than others, but people are going to treat you and do things for you the way that they're going to do things for you two years down the road. So I don't think it necessarily, I don't I want to say it wouldn't have worked out, but I don't think you would have been as happy being single because I see you being like happy and like in your element you also have been working like crazy so getting like you're not gonna be able to do that in like 40 years working as right. crazy you know you're gonna have kids husband so I feel like our 20s are a very misconstrued time and they're confusing too because like so confusing. I- <laughs> so confusing I have so many friends at this point in life that you know They've been working for five years. They've been dating someone for a couple years. We're like, OK, what's the next thing? I guess we'll get married. And then I have friends who are also having kids, buying homes. And then I'm like, you know, just starting my career. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. But I think in our 20s, we're like made out to have this, you know, perfect life already. I'm like, absolutely not. No. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely not. I think like we're at least both of us right now, we're doing the best that we can.
0: It is. It's hard and it's so interesting because had I stayed with him, I don't think I would have done as much career-wise as I did do this year because I like to be very busy and as soon as that relationship ended, I was like, well, I got to throw myself into my work, which can be healthy or unhealthy, but I literally just made myself so busy that I couldn't even really have time to think about what happened or what happened to him. And I think that's probably why I'm still seven months later, like processing it because I didn't give myself the time.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it's healthy to give yourself some time to think about it. Give yourself some time. I'm not going to lie. I sometimes think about him and be like, I wonder what he's doing or, you know, I hope he's doing good or I hope he's not doing good. I don't know how you want to (laughs) perceive it. But, like, I think about it sometimes, and, like, you know, it pops into my head, but I also know, like, not to get all woo-woo and stuff, but I think everything happens for a reason, and, like, people come in and out of your life for a reason, and timing, not to say that timing's everything, but timing helps a lot. Personally, for me, from that relationship, I don't think I was ready to have anything serious. I was studying for my board exam, I think a lot of it had to do with just having something to distract myself other than just studying. Right. So, just perspective. I don't know. You can look at it in a negative or a positive way. Yeah. You learned something new (laughs) from this relationship. Did you not? Oh, I definitely did. More about yourself?
0: I think, yeah, I learned a lot about myself and a lot about what I do and don't want in, like, the next guy. because. I had pictured him as like my next serious boyfriend like when we had had like the exclusivity talk and all of that and so it's like I said like all that potential was just like thrown away in like a day and a half yeah so that was like hard to get over but now it's like oh I really liked those qualities that I saw in him and I liked the way I you know perceived myself around him I think that's a big thing like you can't just like the person you're with you to like yourself around the person you're with. Yeah, like
1: you can feel comfortable doing stuff with them like i'm a goofy ass person like if i can't (laughs) fucking do goofy things with you then i don't know that it's not gonna gonna work work no it's not gonna work if we can't watch a star wars marathon (laughs) i don't want it
0: Okay. Well, to transition off of that sad topic, <laughs> um, I've been going on a lot of dates lately. Oh, yeah. And I, know. <laughs> I know. They haven't been bad, but they haven't necessarily been like, oh, yeah, I want to see him again. Like, yeah. you know, I'm going to text all my friends type of thing. And I wanted to share with you like five questions that I ask on every first date. And I only ask this if I actually like the guy and yeah i like see it going on like a second or third date if i don't like them at all i'm like this isn't even worth yeah. asking but i've been sharing this with people and some people think it's controversial <laughs> and i'm like no i think this is important questions well, to ask
1: <laughs> in the world that we live in um i think it's better to just get it out of the way i don't want to know and like okay this is obviously like very future but like if I were to marry someone and I don't know what their topic or their opinions on certain topics that are like deemed controversial, then like, I don't know you. Right. You know what I mean, like I've married a stranger. It's yeah. like love is blind. It is like <laughs> love
0: is blind. And while some other things can be like seen as controversial or political, it's like, if we don't agree on these things, it's like, I don't see how we can move forward. Yeah. Cause they're just such a, it's like very black and white Like there's no really gray area with some of these topics. So like the first question I ask is how they feel about abortion with it being such a big topic lately in the world with our rights being taken away. Um, I like to know if they're like okay with it, if they're not okay with it. Some people have like told me, oh, like up to a certain point and then I'll kind of press them for an answer. Like, Are you like saying you can carry it to full term and they're like no so stuff like that but i like to know and if they're pro life saying like absolutely not then i may as well just walk out the door
1: (laughs) yeah i that has actually been a topic that i've brought up quite frequently within the last you know couple years i think it's more important now than ever i think that that's a great question to ask i think that kind of It's more of a respect thing, if anything. And with cis men and heterosexual dating, that is a topic that I believe... I don't know if, like, maybe the first date, but it has to be brought up eventually because we are in a day and age where, like, if that were to happen, like, are you going to support me in my endeavors? Are you going to like not want to be with me because I make a choice why do you have an opinion on what I'm going to do with my body yes <laughs> like what is it's not affecting you you're not having the baby I am I do be, I do think that like there comes a point with any like pregnancy where you have to make that decision I think there's a point where it's too late you're like okay yeah. like like
0: full term full, maybe not the day before you're <laughs> not about the day to before yeah
1: No, but like there, I think previously to all this madness that has happened, I think the law, I don't, I don't remember what, like the term, how many weeks the baby had to be, or like the fetus. It's Uh, not a baby yet. Right. It's a
0: fetus. (laughs) I forget what the exact timing is now, but like, it's just gotten so like, the laws are so bunkered down. Well,
1: the thing is, is that from a scientific perspective, like, there are many women who don't know they're even pregnant by a certain time. Like, and I don't think it's fair to put them in jail or like give them a fine for something that they didn't even know was occurring in their body. Um, and like, didn't you know, I this I have like friends who are, you know, maybe on their second child, and how are they they can't afford that? They can't, like, it's like, would you rather have a child, another child put into the foster care system who's not able to be taken care of, there's already thousands and thousands of kids that don't have homes. And I don't necessarily think that taking away someone's right to choose whether or not they can afford a child or can successfully raise a human being is going to help the situation at all. I think it's a good question to have. Especially with cis heterosexual dating at this point.
0: Yeah, and that question kind of answers like how religious they are in a way too. And like I had one guy who immediately was like, well, what do you think? And I was like, I'm not going to answer that until you do. You're just going to tell me what I want to hear. Like, I want your honest opinion. And if I like it, great. If I don't, then I'll walk out. (laughs) So it's a hard question. And people are very like, whoa, you're really going to ask me that? But it's like, yeah, because if you think Like, it's not okay, then I'm... How is this going to work out? Yeah. So... But then my second question's a lot. It's still kind of controversial, I guess, to some people, but, I mean, it's not controversial at all. It's just, like, do you believe in, you know, gay rights and, you know, equality for all? And most men don't have an issue with that, thankfully. Yeah,
1: I think a lot of men nowadays are like, if it doesn't affect me, it's fine. Like, I think it's also a generational thing. Um, I do... (laughs) Because I work with old people (laughs) and I talk to them quite often, I think there's a generational gap of, like, our generation is a lot more open to that sort of stuff. Like, as long as it doesn't affect them in any way, then, like, by all means, go for it. I have that same mentality. I'm like, I don't care. Do you, boo? Like, if you want to marry a man, I have no problem. I'll be at the wedding. I'll be cheering. I'll, you know, I'll catch a bouquet if I really (laughs) want to. Like, it doesn't bother me at all. So I think now it's a little bit different than maybe if you were to date someone in their 60s which please don't yeah (laughs) no
0: but yeah so then my third question and this was only made because of the last guy um but it's basically like when was your last relationship and how long were you in that relationship for because again the last guy was in like a five six year relationship and was out of it for about a year which I thought was like a good enough amount of time but now I'm like I don't know if that is so if a guy tells me like oh yeah I was dating someone for three years and it ended a month ago it's like a huge red flag versus someone who's like oh I was dating someone for like six months and it's been like a year so it's like okay that's a little bit more it's like a lot of guys don't process their emotions, and I'm—I think I maybe am a guy too. Now that I think about it, but <laughs> that's like a question I think needs to be asked because a lot of them just kind of like, "Well, it's fine." It's like, "No, it's not."
1: Yeah, I—I I agree with that question. I think it's a good question to have. It also makes you like, "Is this worth it?" Like, is because but because of what you said of like they take a long time to process things I think the further away you are from that situation but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're not like scarred from it so it's a good question to have but I think it's not like the end-all be-all for me personally okay that's good it's not the end-all be-all for me
0: I don't know maybe I've just been more jaded because I've been with two guys who got out of super long relationships and then like jumped over to me right away and then I was seeing one guy who I mean good for him for being honest but he straight up was he basically admitted that he had messaged me the day that he and his girlfriend broke up and I was like putting the timelines together in my head and I was like wait that was the day you texted me and he was like oh yeah and I was like do you see an issue with that and he was like well, and I was like, no, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I goodbye. can't do this. It's an important question for me, but I do think there comes a point where, like, if they can explain their answer or be like, I'm completely over it and, like, a good amount of time, then yeah. that's good. But it's definitely one of my top questions.
1: I think it's a good question to have. I, I I'm not saying it's not. I think it's a good question to have. I just, I don't put, like, if I'm weighing the importance of those questions, I'd probably put that one at the at the bottom tier of questions
0: yeah i mean they go in order of like abortion being the most important gay gay rights and then that and then the fourth question which you might get a kick out of just like directly relates to my life i've realized i don't like guys that are super jealous so (laughs) i kind of give them a hypothetical question of if i'm in vegas which i go to quite often And I am with a group of my girlfriends and we're invited to a table of men or we're offered free drinks. It's not like I'm being singled out or like, you know, I'm being physically touched. Like, do you have a problem with me and my friends doing these activities that happen a lot in Vegas? And I kind of (laughs) gauge their answer off of what they say. And I think some of them might be lying, but it kind of tells me right away, like, are you more of the jealous type or not? Because I think having a little bit of jealousy is good, but I dated somebody once who was like just so over the top that I couldn't handle it. So now it's one of my questions. <laughs> <laughs> oh my <gosh>. <laughs> Um <laughs> I said it's going to be a funny question. That's why it's like ranked fourth. Yeah. It's like not most important. Not most
1: important, but like... <laughs> this is funny um yeah I think I've this- seriously asked people this too I know so. I know you do I think it's I don't know if I would ask that on the first date, but maybe later on like oh like I'm gonna go out with my friends tonight maybe we'll get to I don't know <laughs> I don't know if I would ask that I don't know I don't know if I want to know if they're jealous.
0: <laughs> if you don't want to know their answer then you wouldn't ask it yeah but- i think i've just hit a point where i'm like i need someone that's gonna meet this very specific criteria and like i said having someone that's not jealous at all is like gonna become a problem it's like oh they don't care but i've also experienced the other side where it's like they care too much that it like makes me feel like i'm being gaslit into like yeah. doing the wrong thing when really yeah. i haven't really done anything like cheating i'm just yeah. like having fun so yeah that's why i sort of had to throw that question in fourth place. <laughs> Are there any questions that you ask guys on first dates or is it just kind of based on their personality or what you're
1: feeling at the time? First date questions. Oh yeah. I, <laughs> for me exercise is like my entire career and a very important part of like me and my yeah. personality and what I do. So I think, do ask them like, oh, do you go to the gym? Like, how many, how many times do you go to the gym? I know that's bad, but like, like, what do you do at the gym? What are your max weights that you do? <laughs> no, I don't necessarily ask that, but like, it can kind of gauge based on what you look like. But yeah, I think like for me, exercise, and I've dated guys who aren't like super into fitness and stuff, but within the last recent years, I've noticed myself kind of being more attracted to people who are into that because it's like, okay, I'm at the gym doing my thing and like getting my gains and whatever you want to call it. But if my partner doesn't have a similar, a like view of exercise, fitness, health and nutrition, then like, that's like 50% of, who I am as a person so like I don't have as much in common with them as you know I would with someone else who like goes to the gym and I yeah I definitely have noticed that within the last couple years I have tend to kind of go towards guys who are more I want to say meatheads because like I don't like that that's fucking no but like are into fitness like I mean, the last couple of guys I've I've dated, including recent times, um, have been other physical therapists or personal trainers. So I think that that's pretty important to me. Is that like
0: a deal breaker though? Like if they were like, I'm not into fitness at all, but they were still like, I don't like thin and like healthy looking, would you be like, no,
1: I think it's a deal breaker for me at this point. I want... To be honest, I don't want to be, like, a fitness couple. Like, I don't need that. But I need to know that, like, I want to be able to go to the gym with you and not feel embarrassed. I'm going to just say it like that. (laughs) I don't want to go to the gym and be able to lift more than you. I want someone who can lift either equal, if not more weight than me, because I already lift quite heavy weights. So, like, I need someone who's going to be – I don't – I'm sorry I can't date a chicken wing like no no well
0: it's funny that you say that because I see on hinge a lot the prompts will be like don't go out with me if and it's like the guy will write you don't go to the gym or like you don't exercise and part of me gets annoyed that they're putting that as their like main prompt yeah but then I'm also like I can see that like you said it's like a deal breaker for some people but I think it's just the way that I'm reading it it's like coming off like oh I only want someone that's like perfect looking yeah um whereas you're doing it more as like a health thing yeah
1: like I went on this well fitness journey it's a it's like anything it's like a fitness you know it's a journey of like I have had high highs and low lows like have I had times where I look at myself in the mirror and like I'm like damn I've actually gained some weight I need to like you know maybe do something different or whatever. But now I'm at the point where I'm like, okay, like I'm doing this more for holistic benefits. Like, yeah, I want to be able to squat 300 pounds for sure. But I am introducing more yoga into my, um, like fitness stuff. I'm going on more hikes. So more like cardiovascular stuff. I'm doing a triathlon in March. Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) I'm doing a triathlon in March. So I could never (laughs) come. Um, yeah, I'll be training, like, three times a week for that half, marath- or half marathon. Oh, my God, absolutely not. My triathlon. I'm doing it with a co-worker, actually, so it'll be fun. But, yeah, the, I think that's kind of, like, my biggest deal-breaker is that. Also, another one is how close are you are with your family. Oh, that is a good one. Because it's not necessarily, like, everyone has their own family shit, but I think that I'm really, like, mildly close with my—moderately close with my family. Like, I don't talk to them every single day. I call my mom every day. But I, you know, me and my siblings check in with each other if something important happens. Like, we're all very supportive of each other. So I, like, it's— If I know that you have a good family dynamic, I feel like that's—it makes it, like, you don't have any family trauma. I mean, everyone does, but— What if they come from, like— Adopted family.
0: Or like no, just like a like a deadbeat mom, like dad left them as a child but they're like the perfect person. They just like don't have any familial ties whatsoever.
1: I feel like I would have to dig more deeper into that, just because mm-hmm. like you can be an amazing person and like everything as long as you're doing the work to like like go into therapy. <laughs> right. Um to to figure out if that affects you at all because some people are just like no this is just how it is and like I'm fine with it and like so I don't know I think it just depends but I think it is a good question to ask um when dating for sure
0: yeah a guy I was talking to sort of recently like two dates with told me he didn't like talk to his mom at all and he would like sometimes talk to his dad and had like this whole trauma story behind it and I was like, I just can't relate. Like, I'm very close with my whole family, yeah. and I feel like I want someone that's either on like somewhat of the same level, or like even if something's not perfect. But like, part of me just like felt bad for him, and part of me was like, well. Like, is there, like, something you can do about it? And, like, that made me feel bad. It's, like, well, you can't change your parents. Mm -hmm. Like, not everyone grows up with, like, the perfect mom or perfect dad.
1: We can all say that. But
0: you can't, like, control that.
1: Yeah, that's not something you can control. It's a matter of, like, how you view it, like, your perspective on the situation. Because you can make your family, you know, you can, like, make friends and close people to be your family. Like, I don't think, I think it's just all perspective really in my opinion so yeah those are my questions that i ask that other than like the other ones we talked about right. okay well this has already been a very
0: long episode so i'm gonna split this into two parts just like i did for last time Drea was here if you haven't already listened to the episode from last time she tells some pretty funny stories so go give that a listen but come back next week and we're going to be playing some games and just discussing what we usually discuss which is why men don't know how to be real people so <laughs> come back and get even more insight and more education on that conversation but thank you again Andrea, for coming on
1: today of course my pleasure i'm always an open book as they say um and i love having podcasts with you podcast
0: time i know it's so fun and we have a lot of controversial conversations so (laughs) come back next week and join us for some fun games
1: all right